Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's philanthropic community, where we highlight people and organizations who are doing great things and making a big impact in our community. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations at Ellenbecker Investment Group. Our discussion today centers around a concern that has soared to unprecedented heights over the last few years. Children's mental health has become such a concern in the United States that the American Academy of Pediatrics, the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry, and the Children's Hospital Association declared a national emergency in 2021. Studies show that the surge of children turning up in emergency departments with mental health issues was a challenge, even before 2020. Before the pandemic, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention found that one in five children had a mental health disorder, but only about 20% got care from a mental health provider. Those numbers have soared since the pandemic. Couple that with the lack of professional help, and now we have a major problem. ER staffers may be able to stabilize a child in a mental health care crisis, but research has shown that timely follow-up with a mental health care provider lowers a person's suicide risk, it raises the chances that they'll take their prescription medicine, it decreases the chances that they will make repeated trips to the ER, and finally, this timely follow-up research shows is definitely the key to long-term success. Unfortunately, there just doesn't seem to be enough of it. Without the proper follow-up, these children too often wind up back in the ER. There's a new study that showed that without follow-up, more than a quarter of the children had to go back to the ER for additional mental health care within six months of their initial visit. Now, we know how important it is to be sure children have a strong support system in their home with their families, but what about outside the home? Left unaddressed, kids with mental health challenges can experience multiple negative outcomes in their young life, including trouble making friends, learning, concentrating, and completing schoolwork, as well as poor grades, absences, suspensions, and expulsion. Although the number of school counselors has been increasing over the years, there are only a few schools that meet the National Association of School Psychologists recommended ratio of one school psychologist to 500 students. The national ratio for the 21-22 school year was 1,127 to one. So here to talk about how the schools are supported is Laura Reinke, licensed marriage and family therapist from Christian Family Solutions. Welcome to the show today, Laura. Thank you, Jill and EIG for inviting us to talk about the concerns we have about children and mental health. Well, we're excited to hear all that you've got to say here. So why don't you start by telling us about Christian Family Solutions, who you are and why you do what you do. Absolutely. Excited to share with you that Christian Family Solutions is an organization that really operates on a mission. We're on a mission to provide hope and healing to people who are struggling, individuals, families, and couples, and to reach out to the community so that we can deliver healing, help, and hope. So that's a great mission. Love it. Um, And I shared some stats in the opening that were pretty... um, pretty interesting, but can you share some more insight on the need for counseling care in the schools? 
Absolutely. Why does Christian Family Solutions do what we do right now? We provide outpatient counseling, but we're more than an outpatient counseling organization. We put counselors in schools, recognizing that children are struggling. Since the pandemic, we've seen that children's anxiety ages 3 to 17 has increased by 29%. Those Mm. are statistics from 2022. Um, Also, children ages 3 to 17 have been diagnosed with depression, an increase by 27%. As young as 3 years old? Yes. Wow. This is impacting children of all ages, and parents are tired and stressed. Mm. And so Christian Family Solutions is offering innovative solutions to build up the family and provide resources and support to help these children when parents are looking for providers, looking for additional resources, and finding creative ways to squeeze in one more appointment. Mm -hmm. Well, what would you say are some of the drivers then of these escalating mental health concerns? So some of the drivers we've seen since 2010, when we look at research about social media use and technology use, and we see that people are more connected to technology, and we're not meeting face-to-face like we are in the studio today, we're communicating electronically, and that's taking away some of that interaction and being able to be in tune with your kids. So kids are saying things online without supervision. Mm. And so we've seen this increase since social media and technology use has increased, mental health has decreased. You mix that with a pandemic, social isolation, learning losses in the classroom, rising costs of prices, parents are stressed out. It's kind of a it's kind of a recipe for just disaster. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing. Yeah. I think the for us as a as a business, um, the silver lining in the whole pandemic thing was that we figured out how to change it up in terms of business as usual. You know, we learned how to Zoom and realized that we can work from home. But I think the kids have really suffered, um, you know, through this this change. Describe the differences in approaches then to to school counseling. So great question. So traditionally, school counselors and the model that you were talking about, one psychologist for every 1,100 students, is meeting one-on-one with a student. And Christian Family Solutions partners with with over 38 schools right now to provide that one-on-one counseling. So we have kind of this on-site clinician model where a therapist goes to a school and meets with students during the school day. Parents don't have to get you to one more appointment. We can collaborate with teachers. So we found um, since 2008, actually, we've been providing counselors in schools. The program has grown, and that's been our go-to model. In the last few years, we found that schools needed additional support, resources for parents, um, sharing different um, online connections, resources, articles to read, How do we support faculty and staff? And so now we have a dual role model where each school gets to choose how much they want to use their counselor. So do they just want the counselor meeting with students every day, hour by hour, or do they want their counselor providing some support maybe for faculty development, maybe talking about self-care? Do they want their counselor providing educational resources for parents? And that's this dual role. And I'm really excited that my role at Christian Family has transitioned from purely on-site to that dual role 
and I feel like I'm part of a school family, mm. that I'm not just the therapist from CFS. I'm part of the school family. Mm, I bet that's nice. You it's exciting. Even more of a connection, I think. Probably. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, how would you say these approaches are meeting the needs then? How are the approaches meeting the needs? So what we've seen is um, being able to identify particularly wherever a school is located, what are the unique needs of not only that community, but that school and those children and those parents and that faculty. So kind of exciting before our meeting today, I met with the president of the school and we were talking about a mental health game plan for next year. So we were looking at not just providing counseling services, but how do we do educational workshops for parents? And we were collaborating where the, the, the principal was in the, the meeting, campus ministry was in the meeting, the president, the guidance counselor, and we were all talking about what are the unique needs of this school? So it's exciting to see that counselors are flexible. We're not just meeting one-on-one with a student behind a closed door and then sending them home. We're collaborating and we're, we're leveraging all the resources that we have at Christian Family Solutions to meet the unique needs of that school. Mm, that's great. Well, I think it's important, too, that um, our listening audience understands that you work with insurance companies to help cover the costs, right? Yeah, good question. So people are always concerned about how do we pay for this? So with Christian Family Solutions, we have a teen counseling fund where people can um, obtain services. The teen counseling fund provides three paid for sessions for any student in our program. And once we do that, we kind of start working with parents and families to obtain insurance um, information and get pre-authorization. So as soon as those free, free sessions are over, we now transition. Because we have licensed providers, we're already in network. Mm. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, we want to be sure to reiterate so people are aware that you are a partner and a resource in the communities that's, that you serve, which includes seniors and adults and children delivering healing, help, and hope. But we're focusing in this interview today on how you serve children specifically. And we're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we return, we're going to hear from a local school who has an innovative partnership with CFS to make counseling accessible and affordable to its students and who had what they needed to tackle the challenges of COVID before they even knew they would need them. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community. With your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking in this segment with Laura Reinke from Christian Family Solutions and Laura Anderson, who is the Dean of Students from Catholic Memorial High School. So welcome to the show today. Thank you, Jill. I'm excited to be here. Glad to have you here. Why don't you explain why... Catholic Memorial was looking at mental health support for its students. Excellent. Well, we started uh, work on a strategic plan, and part of our strategic plan is meeting the needs of the whole student. And we heard loud and clear from our our faculty, our staff, and our parents that we really needed more support in mental health to help our kids so they could be happy and holy and successful in a really academic, rigorous school And so as we looked for ways to support our students in mental health, we wanted somebody to come into our school and we took a look around and just saw different models and we came upon Christian Family Solutions and it was just a really great um, 
cooperative, collaborative plan that we put together. But we knew even before COVID hit that our students were really um, suffering in many mm -hmm. ways. And our faculty and staff were just crying out for help to say, how can we support our students? Mm -hmm. So that's why we were looking for somebody. And what's unique about your partnership? Um, having Christian Family Solutions right on our campus in a very private space is great for our needs at Catholic Memorial High School. We began uh, with several days a week, one-on-one -on -one counseling with Laura Reinke here in our staff and another therapist, and really moved to five days a week with Laura and other therapists, not only just helping our students, but helping our faculty and staff and helping our parents. Um, we have great professional development. We have a really cohesive plan that uh, Laura and our school counselors go into the classroom. All of the faculty and staff know the program, and we're able to reiterate it right out um, to our parents and to our students. Uh, we have these great resiliency buckets in, in every room, including my office as dean of students. So if I have a kid that comes in in distress, I know exactly what to do because of this great partnership and this cohesive plan that we have in place mm. with Christian Family Solutions. Well, it's obvious that you're excited about mm -hmm. this partnership. What would you say has been the biggest blessing then? Um, I think being able to talk with our students and see the how they are getting better and know. Um, I had a, a great young student that came in and she said, I don't know what to do. I have, I have a job interview at the end of the day and I don't have my clothes with me. My mom's out of school and I stopped her. And I said, okay, first let's take some deep breaths. And we talked about, is this a Play-Doh problem or a, a rock problem, which is one of our strategies. And she was able to work her way through the whole thing. And the next day, come and give me a great big hug, which I just loved. So it's helping those students. But really, I will say one of the blessings for me is that we went through some really rough times. Um, we went through COVID, um, and, and we had a, a, the parade tragedy that happened in Waukesha. We had um, 10 of our own adults, 50 of our own kids from Catholic Memorial, plus all the families that are connected to us. And it was a really, really challenging time for all of us. And I found at the end of the school year, between COVID and all the work we did and the parade tragedy, that I just was really feeling the stress myself. It was, it was really challenging, and I knew that we had the, and I wasn't myself, and we had these free screeners. So I just went and I said, okay, Laura, I need a free screener. And I took the screener myself and um, met with Laura, and Christian Family Solutions was able to set me up with um, telehealth with a phenomenal therapist that wasn't in our building, which, you know, a little conflict of interest there. And so I found somebody that I was able to have three sessions with that just was uh, so helpful to me. And so having them there and me not having to f go outside and find somebody and really just have a person to talk to and Laura to say like, yep, here's what you can do is so impactful to me. And I can tell that story to my students. I told it yesterday morning to a young man who sat down with me and I said, it's okay to reach out to get help. So I think having them in our building has been such a huge blessing. And I know that Laura has other blessings that she could add on to that as well. Yeah, thanks for that, Laura. And just a, another blessing to kind of piggyback on the Waukesha Parade is that we got a phone call on a Sunday afternoon after I had been walking the dog um, and my work phone was going off and it was the president of Catholic Memorial and told me what had happened. I was completely oblivious. My television was off and I immediately knew who to call at Christian Family Solutions. I know who 
um, who are those key people who can set us up. So I started making my phone calls. And by 8 p.m., we had a team assembled at, Catholic, at Christian Family Solutions to support Catholic Memorial on Monday morning. We stayed online. We have a trauma expert on our staff that I could lean on, and she gave us a little pep talk and an outline and handouts for the faculty and staff. And by 7 a.m. Monday morning, we were on site to meet with the administration of the high school. After that, we went in and we met with all the teachers of Waukesha Catholic, not just the high school, and we told them what our plan was. And then Christian Family Solutions counselors were on site to meet the needs of parents, teachers, students, and families who had been impacted. That to me has been such a blessing that I went into this profession to provide healing and hope. And that was one of those times where it was just really a game changer. And it helped build up confidence and trust in our relationship and we were there to support the needs. And so absolutely a big blessing. Absolutely, for sure, yeah. Well, what advice would you offer on the first steps to beginning a school-based counseling partnership at a school, and what should that school expect? Well, I, we did a needs assessment, and that was super important for us to know what our needs were. And once we had that needs assessment from our students, our families, our, um, our faculty and staff, we were able to go out and um, meet with Christian Family Solutions and say, this is what we need. And because of our great partnership, this is what we were able to do. Um, so I think reaching out to Christian Family Solutions to see what they can offer to your school, maybe it's maybe depending on the cost, you need a couple days a week. Um, us going up to five days a week was just really important for us and having the dual model was very important. So I think finding what your needs are so you can go and speak to them and work in collaboration. And it's really what the school sees as the best fit, right? Like you have other support available, but you're going in and saying, okay, what does this school need exactly? Let's fit a program around their needs. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You can have an on-site provider one day a week. We have 38 schools that we minister to, and some some schools choose to have a provider come in on Wednesdays during school hours, and some schools choose to have someone three or four days a week based on finances, based on need. And what we're really trying to do is make sure that the counselor's day is full. So Christian Family Solutions, we're asking schools to provide referrals. Let us know who is in need. And then decide, would you like a little bit of that education collaboration component? And that's where that dual role fits in. And that's part of the discussions once you're there. Okay. Well, let's um, dive a little bit into this. If someone's interested in partnering with Christian Family Solutions to have a counselor in their school, help explain the cost and then how CMH is able to provide the services. Um, when we first started looking at the cost, we were building our strategic plan, and we knew alongside our strategic plan, we also built in um, a budget and a fundraiser to go for that. And our president is amazing. She knows that mental health is a top priority, and she went on to find donors who would help support um, the cost of, what, of having Christian Family Solutions come into our school. 
from there, uh, we just move forward and we built it into our regular budget. We know that it is so important to have that. And, and I will say that Christian Family Solutions, is uh, their fees are very nominal and fit right into. Um, that's why we, one of our first reasons we went to them is because their fees really fit to what we could do. And as we saw our need increase, we made sure that we could find um that budget item and donors that will really help support it. And we have data to show how our kids are improving and how our faculty and staff feel better about mental health. And so um, our donors are very excited to know that we're making an impact with children and their mental health. Awesome. Well, I think it's important to share how people can share in that impact, right? And and how they can help support counseling in more schools. So so how would someone go about doing that? So thanks for asking. So I'll share a few resources with your audience today. If you are interested, I mentioned the Teen Counseling Fund that helps provide those three free sessions. What that does is it really gives someone a foot in the door to know what counseling can provide and begin that relationship. And then we can look for insurance and other kind of funding. So if you're interested, and this is a ministry that kind of hits your heart today, I'm going to share a phone number that you can reach out to our agency and talk about donating. That phone number is 1-800-438-1772. That's one quick way. Another way is you could just reach out to us. You can send an email at info, I-N-F-O, at W L C fs.org. That stands for Wisconsin Lutheran Child and Family Services. Um, Or finally, just Google us. Look on your internet, christianfamilysolutions.org. There are um, links to donate resources. You can check out our providers. You can see the schools that we're at. But an easy way to connect with us is our website, christianfamilysolutions.org. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I appreciate you both sharing your insight. Laura Reinke from Christian Family Solutions and Laura Anderson from Catholic Memorial High School. Thank you so much for participating in our interview today. Thank you. You're welcome. So what do you do when the needs are more intense, more than what can be handled in outpatient counseling? These students need to be referred somewhere, but there are long wait times everywhere, so where do they go? We're going to talk about intensive treatment programs for children and the wait times to get into such programs after the break. We'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations. My next guest today is Dr. Ashley Schuf, Director of the Strong Milwaukee Center. Welcome to the show today, Dr. Schuf. Thank you so much, Jill. I'm so happy to be here. We're happy to have you. So... Tell us about your role at the Strong Milwaukee Center. Yeah, sure. I'm the senior clinical director for uh, all of our day treatment programs for children and teens. At Christian Family Solutions, uh, specifically the Strong Milwaukee Center, we provide mental health care for uh, children and teenagers alike. Uh, and I manage and direct those programs at those buildings. Okay. Well, tell us about the children. 
The children are between the ages of 4 and 14. Um, sometimes your occasional 15-year-old is going to come into our program as well, but generally we're seeing kids at the day treatment level between the ages of 4 and 14. Our kids are with us for about three hours a day, uh, five days a week. Uh, so it's, it's an intense therapy that they go through as part of day treatment. Uh, but they come from everywhere um, in southeastern Wisconsin, and uh, we work with lots of schools in order to uh, get referrals into our programs. And I think you heard about that in, in other segments that we already did. Yes. Well, I understand that STRONG is an acronym and stands for Successfully Treating and Reaching Our Next Generation. So describe how you do that with the services that you provide. Absolutely. That is my favorite part about STRONG, that acronym. I really take that to heart. Successfully treating means that we're doing something um, evidence-based, that we're making sure that the treatment they're providing to children is going to make a difference, and they are going to walk out of our building a couple months later, uh, different kiddos. Um, Successfully treating, reaching our next generation really means that I treat these children as if they are, because they are, the next generation of leaders in our communities. And if we cannot help these children when they are children, um, then we are not successfully building up our communities later on. Mm. Well, so what is the impact then uh, when children are identified and referred to receive this kind of care at an early age? The earlier we can treat children, the better. We really need to make sure that we are getting to kiddos as little as four, as little as three, I'd even like to see them. Wow, wow. We are having lots and lots of mental health issues as early as three. That was in the statistics that you came out with in the very first part of the segments. And I really want to make sure that the earlier we get there, the easier it is to treat children. The way that we do treatment at the Strong Milwaukee Center is through brain science. The way that we do this is we make sure that kiddos have a trusting relationship with the adults that are treating them, their providers, their therapists, their group leaders. Without that trusting relationship, we won't be able to get to any empowerment or correction with them. We won't be able to get to a spot where they are going to be okay and function better in school. If we can have a trusting relationship with them, we are giving them what they need, um, allowing them to heal properly from the trauma that they've experienced, we, we are definitely getting to a spot where they are going to heal. We're providing families with hope. We're making sure that um, parents also get the training that we are providing to their own kids so that the generalization of that training, of the the treatment that we provide to them, gets to their houses, gets to the schools. We work so collaboratively with all of the people that matter to the one child. I think that's so important to make sure, because if you're just treating and, and helping the child and then they go home and maybe things are perpetuated, you know, the problems continue. Um, you know, That's perhaps right. they may not be able to uh, advance in their in their uh, process. That's exactly right. The, we make sure that parents know exactly the words we're using. We have them practice in family therapy very um, consistently and making sure that parents understand what we're doing in the treatment center so that they can go home and try the same things. And if that is consistent, 
we are seeing our kids on an average of uh, five months of time when we can provide that consistent family therapy, consistent engagement with their teachers and their deans and everybody at school that matters. Um, when we get all of those things together working towards the same goal, the kid that came in to me five months prior to that or six months prior to that graduation day is so very different than the child that leaves in a very good way. It, it's remarkable to see. I bet. I bet. Well, it's widely reported that many children who need it are not getting this kind of care. So what can we as a community do to ensure that more children can be identified and subsequently treated? The biggest thing that we can do is make sure that we are seeing the signs earlier rather than later. The signs for mental health care are simple. Anytime a child does something that is outside of what you would expect them to do, that should raise a question in the adult's brain that is dealing with that kid. And anytime we see that, that adult then should make sure that they go talk to a professional and see, is this something that we need to get taken care of or is this going to lead to a bigger problem? Catching all of those symptoms really early is, is really important. So referring uh, to those particular services is what we want to be able to do. Uh, I said earlier that I work with lots and lots of schools. Last time I counted, it was over 134 schools that we've worked with at uh, the Strong Milwaukee Center. Wow. All local? All I mean, local. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. We, we don't just work with our local private schools. Uh, we have a lot of Milwaukee public school uh, children coming to our center. We have children coming from literally all over of southeastern Wisconsin, some as far away as Kenosha County, some as far away as Johnson Creek, some as far away as um, in West Bend. So we've got a very large span by which we have and seek referrals. And really that's because I want to make sure that we're impacting communities in a super large way. And if I can't get to children outside of, let's say, just Milwaukee County, then I'm not reaching as far as I believe I need to reach. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then um, what about covering costs? Yeah, so uh, mostly at the Strong Milwaukee Center, we take insurance. Um, most insurance companies will... Uh, will provide coverage uh, with an authorization for um, day treatment services. Uh, there are gaps in funding, though, provided uh, through the insurance. It costs so much more to be able to treat a child in a in day treatment setting than we would get with an insurance reimbursement. So oftentimes we receive grants um, and we have foundations that support us. I'm in a meeting every other week because a foundation is coming and talking with me. That's a good thing. It is a good yeah. thing. <laughs> it is, it is. Um, we do have this beautiful old building that we have uh, provided for us. It's, it's really, really giant. It's awesome. It's an 18,000 square foot building. But it requires so much maintenance. It's an old building. Um, we need help making sure that the maintenance of that building is upkept so that we can just continue to treat more and more children. So really, we work with a lot of donors. We work with a lot of foundations. We have insurance reimbursement that comes in as well. Very seldom do we have 
parents or caregivers, foster parents, anything like that, that have to pay for any of the services that are received at the Strong Milwaukee Center. That's wonderful. And I think you had mentioned to me before that, you know, many providers have left the space but you at the Strong Milwaukee Center are really committed to staying. Absolutely. Thanks for bringing that up, Jill. So in in the Strong Milwaukee Center, we are in the River West neighborhood, which is really in the heart of Milwaukee. Um, we are the only day treatment center that offers these type of mental health services in the um, area of Milwaukee. And Better yet, we are the only day treatment center that offers support in mental health treatment to children that are small, between the ages of four and eight, sometimes nine or ten. Your bigger systems aren't doing that because it's difficult work. Uh, It requires a lot more labor. Children are uh, having a lot more um, trouble. uh, So they just don't do it. And remember, I said that early intervention is really important. Yeah. I am committed to bringing early mental care, mental health care into the lives of children that are very small. And uh, as you said, you're committed to staying with them through the That's process. That's right. That's wonderful. Well, we've heard from Dr. Schuf on how important the services they provide are. So stay tuned because in our final segment, you're going to hear from a parent whose child is now stronger because of the treatment she received from the Strong Milwaukee Center. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations, And I'm talking with Dr. Ashley Schuf, director of the Strong Milwaukee Center. So, Dr. Schuf, you've talked about the great work that you guys do at the Strong Center. And I've shared many times before on the show how we just, we really like to hear stories of impact to help us better understand how the organization is making a difference in the lives of others. And I'm sure you have so many stories that you could share. But is there one in particular that... That's a great example of how you work with the whole family. Yeah, Jill, you're 100% right. I have so many stories I could tell you. We'd be here for quite a long time. (laughs) Uh, But I, I do have one in particular, and I don't think there would be any better way to share that story than to have her herself share that story of how this impacted her family. Okay. Well, we are going to welcome to the show today Tamika. Thank you for being here, Tamika, to share your story and to really help other people understand the importance of the work Dr. Schuf and others do at the Strong Center. So thank you for being here today. Can you start by sharing with us what led you to seek treatment for your children at Strong? Yes, uh, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Really appreciate that. So what led me uh, to Strong? In 2020, me and my children, uh, we lost our home to a violent crime. Um, We became homeless at the time. After that, um, we were living in a hotel. We were living with family, friends. Um, We lived in a daycare. Um, And from there, we transitioned to a friend of mine's home who opened their doors to us, me and my children. 
Um, as we as months started progressing, I started noticing different behavior in my children, and I knew that something wasn't right. I knew that I needed to get help for my kids as being a single mom, and I had um, a widow as well. Um, I knew that asking for help was not a problem. I needed someone to guide me as a mom to give me some support uh, for my children. I noticed my boys' uh, behavior was out of control. Um, and I knew that at that moment, I had to seek help. Yeah. Well, first of all, congratulations to you for recognizing that, that you needed help and not being afraid to reach out and ask. I'm sorry for your loss, um, but to to be able to uh, turn your pain into a purpose of sorts, right? To be able to say, you know, I've got these children here that I believe need some help. I can't do this alone. And you, you reached out. I mean, I think that's maybe the start of it is to recognize you need help and to reach out. So congratulations for doing that. What changes did you see in your children then as they started receiving treatment at Strong? Oh, my two boys started fighting uh, a lot more. They um, disrespectful. They were being defiant. They did not want to attend school. Um, everyone that would come around them, they were angry. They were very, very angry. And as I said before, you know, I knew that you know it was because we lost our home. You know, my children they knew that mommy likes to help people, and sometimes you just can't help someone that brings destruction around you and your children. You have to be very wise and protect your children. And as I started seeing their behaviors progress, you know, very negative, as I said, you know, I needed some help. I needed some help because sometimes people don't understand as being a single parent, it's the hardest thing you can go through. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you don't have a helping hand or support and when you expect your family to be there to help you, and then they do it just because it's not out of love. It's just, you know, I'm just going to help her, just to help her. Mm. But that's where the STRONG program came in. And then what, what changes did you see in your kids then um, as they started working with STRONG? Oh, I'm very grateful. Let me say that. I'm very grateful because I noticed their behaviors were very they were growing in a very positive way mm -hmm. my children would come home and would not stop talking about what was going on they were happy you can see the glow on their face mm -hmm. they would talk about certain people I mom I love to go see her face I love you know this person and they're not so nice to me and it made me emotional mm -hmm. that someone is treating my child how I treat my child. Yeah, that's got to make your mama heart just yes. really warm. <laughs> <laughs> what impact did it have on, on your whole family then? That had a huge impact on my whole family because being a single mom, you know, I had my moments where I go in the closet and I cry. I, I break down. But the Strong Program made it so much about not just the children but the parents as well. They wanted the parents to know we got your back as well. We're here to truly help you. And when they say it takes a village, it does take a village. 
it takes all of us to raise our kids together and to help other moms raise their kids. You know, it's not just like, those are your kids, you raise them. No, like, she needs help. He needs help. And I know a program that when you walk in the door, it's nothing but love. You feel the love, you see it, and they welcome you with open arms. We're here for not only your children, but for you. So when you need us, you call us. And if you want to talk as well, we'll talk with you too. We'll be there for you. And that's the really good impact and the changes I saw in my children, bringing home different coloring pages or, you know, just doing a lot of different stuff. They were very excited about doing this. And their behavior was just more of just this tremendous way of them growing. And it it made me emotional because I said, you know what, they're really – they stand for what they say for the, about the program. They stand on that. Oh, yeah. They I'm stand sure. on this is we have the love of God, and this is what we stand on. And when your kids come home, you'll see a difference in your children. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've seen, it, a big difference in their behavior. Yeah, they're like little advocates for family. They, yes. <laughs> and Christian Family Services and also for the Strong Center. Um what would you tell other parents? So let's say there's a, a parent listening that is having certain challenges with their children's behavior. Um, what would you tell them about your experience with Strong, over and above what you've said already? I would tell them to please don't be afraid to ask for help. And when you enroll your child in the Strong program, you are making a very big step for them, for yourself, you are giving your child one of the greatest gifts is to have a program that focuses on taking their time with your child. Regardless of your child's behavior, they can handle it. They can. And they're there to help you. And as, as single moms or any single dads, we get afraid to ask for help because I was like that at one point. We get afraid and we're putting all this stress on ourselves. And I don't think that moms or fathers, you know, should do that. Mm-hmm. So never be afraid to ask for help. The Strong Program is a very beautiful, awesome program. And I say this because now me and my children, our lives, I mean, I can show you better than I can tell you. But, I mean, it's it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. It's a blessing. I'm feeling better mentally as a mom. My kids are still part of the strong program because they have therapy so I kept the strong program a part of our family no matter what so it's a blessing and I really encourage a lot of moms and dads to sign their children up Mm, that's wonderful gosh it takes a certain strength to be able to come and share that story and I think there's nothing better than advocacy and sharing a success story because that's really what it is right Um, to just help others understand that that hope is available, right? Um, Thank you, Tamika, for sharing your story and for being vulnerable, but, again, using that pain that you experienced and turning it around to help others so that maybe they don't have to go through what you did and, and telling people that there are solutions out there. So thank you so much for participating. Thank you. Dr. Shoof, the rising costs of mental health treatment, especially for kids in underserved areas, require partnerships for sustainability. So how can people help children and teens get the help that they need? What would be your call to action to our audience today? 
Yeah, thank you for allowing me to speak about that. Um, None of what you heard today throughout all of the segments that we went through and listening to how school-based counseling and how uh, that works within Catholic Memorial High School especially, um, none of that works or is possible without the help of really generous donors. The reimbursement rates do not cover the cost of care. There are many students in schools who don't have insurance or who can't go home to mom and dad and ask them for access to insurance so that they can start counseling. So there's a lot of barriers. Donors are the only thing that really help us um, keep counselors at schools to provide immediate care for students until solutions can be found. You heard Laura talk about the three uh, sessions that teens will get from our fund that That fund is just that. It's a fund. It requires donors to make sure that it keeps dollars in that fund. Donors also help us by funding the gap left by insurance. Uh, I talked about that gap already. Um, It's a large one. Insurance does not cover the cost of day treatment uh, fully by any stretch of the imagination. So we want to make sure that our donor dollars are spent very well, and that is by serving children in the area that we do, as young as we do. Mm-hmm. So really, we can get uh, any anybody that wants to donate um, to this cause uh, can simply Google Strong Milwaukee Center. Uh, if you wanted to get more specific, strongcenters.info will tell you all about how we got to where we are. Awesome. Well, super. I appreciate you being here today, Dr. Ashley Schuf, Director of the Strong Milwaukee Center. Thank you for sharing your expertise in this area. Thank you for bringing awareness to it. Uh, and Tamika, thank you for sharing your story again. Um, I also want to thank my guests in the first few segments, Laura Reinke from Christian Family Solutions and Laura Anderson, Dean of Students at Catholic Memorial High School. I appreciate you all sharing how you bring solutions to this very real, very important issue. Tune in next Sunday morning at 10 to hear Milwaukee's philanthropic community and to learn more about the ways people and organizations are contributing to making our community healthy and safe and a caring, compassionate place to live, work, and raise a family. You can tune in to News Talk 1130 on your radio, or you can go to Newstalk1130.com on your computer, or you can listen on your cell phone via the iHeartRadio app. I also encourage you to visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows, and I want to make sure everybody knows that we can now listen on demand at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. So if you have an internet connection, you can listen wherever you are. My call to action for today is to give some thought to how you can make a difference in some way for a child who may be experiencing some kind of mental health crisis. You probably know of at least one, if not more. Our guests have shared today many ways that you can have a significant impact, whether that's by simply sharing what you heard today with someone who needs to hear it, or advocating for the respective organizations, or by donating to the cause. I'm sure anything you do would be appreciated. Thank you for finding a way to be a blessing and for giving a blessing. Thanks for listening today, and have a great day.